Welcome, welcome, welcome to each and every one of you. If you have your Bibles, just quickly, uh, Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19. Just a quick word of encouragement and exhortation. And it says there in Isaiah 1 and 19, If you are willing and obedience and obedient, you shall eat the good. Another translation says the fat of the land. Hallelujah. Do you know that everything, just about everything in Christianity boils down to one thing? Do you know what it is? It's obedience. It's really just obedience. Just obeying whatever it is that God tells you to do. We have the privilege of serving a God who is not made of stone or gold or any other precious element that has eyes but cannot see and ears but cannot hear and a mouth but cannot speak. We have the privilege, we have the privilege of serving a God who is alive and well, who can communicate and who loves to speak and communicate with His people. How many of you know that tonight? God is not a silent God. I know there are times when He is silent, but He is a God that actually loves to converse with his people hallelujah there are some secrets that God wants to just impart to you and I'm not talking about secrets about you know pastor Kwanda let me tell you some secrets about him and you know that his feet actually stink and uh, uh, <laughs> we're not talking about those secrets we're talking about little treasures and little secrets pertaining to your life and the purpose that God has for you. Little treasures and nuggets that would cause you to advance and increase in God. Those are the little things that He wants to whisper in your ear. Wants to whisper in your ear that, I love you, son. I love you, daughter. I, got a, I know you messed up there last week. That's come and gone. It's come and gone. Relax, chill. I love you. Let me whisper some more. God is a conversing God. And when we converse, it should never be a monologue. It's always a dialogue. It's a dialogue. If I just spoke to Joy and never her speaking back to me, I would think, what is this? In artificial intelligence or something. I don't know. They give me a robot here. She cannot communicate with me. But God is a conversing God, and we have dialogue with God. We speak to God and He speaks to God and we have the privilege of hearing His voice. Can you say amen? amen? And based on that fact, how many of you know that God knows the end from the beginning? You think there's some things about next week that God already knows? Maybe a little bit, huh? Pastor Danny, what do you think? Huh? How about next month? You think there's some elements to next month that God is fully aware of and would love to communicate those to you to give you like a heads up or to put you in a place of advantage because I know some stuff, hallelujah. It's almost like insider trading. And I know some stuff about, you know, and so we do some stuff because we know something that others don't know. But that's really what it is. It's God communicating with you. And if you can just take his voice and listen to his voice, let me tell you, it'll save you a lot of problems. It'll help you. It'll help you in making the right decision. I look at 
cuanda and I look at Nondumiso and thank God he heard the voice of God. Amen. I mean, I mean, he heard the voice of God all right. But it can save you a lot of problems getting into the wrong relationship, wrong business, partnership deal, doing stuff and venturing into stuff. Just hearing and knowing the voice of God. And the Bible says if we will and we are obedient. That's what the mother of Jesus said to, to them at that. There's a problem in this wedding. We've got a wedding. We've got a problem. We've run out of wine. And she said, not a problem. Whatever he tells you to do, just do it. Don't think about it. Don't analyze it. Don't formularize it. Don't try and put a philosophical tale to the end. Just whatever he tells you to do, do it. And what's the result? You'll eat the fat of the land. Can you say praise the Lord? Look at somebody tell them, I had no idea Christianity was this simple. <laughs> I don't know why as human beings we try and complicate. Well, you know, you know, God is so sophisticated. We don't know. Everything's a mystery. It's a mystery. We don't know. God's a real God who wants to communicate with His people, who loves His people wants to share nuggets and treasures with you and it's all just based on our willingness to obey and whatever he tells us to do we do it can you say amen so tonight we're coming to receive the lord's tithes and offerings and i want to just say whatever he tells you to do do it that's it whatever he tells you to do and would you do it with a smile on your dial would you do it hilariously Maybe you need to just skip as you go to the thing. I don't know. Just do whatever. God loves a cheerful giver. Hallelujah. God is the originator of laughter. Laughing is a good thing. Let me talk to these people over this side because they, they obviously don't believe that. I said laughter is a good thing. You know, I think that researchers and scientists need to put into a capsule laughter pill, something that makes you laugh. Because if you do, it's amazing how many diseases you'll be healed from just by laughing. Did you know that? Just by laughing. That's God's mechanism of bringing healing. Do you know before I go to bed, I watch just for laughs. I got my earphones on and I'm watching just for love. I'm <laughs> and my wife's doing something else and she's like, shut up already. Huh? I'm laughing and I'm laughing going to sleep. And I have the best sleep of my, of my time just because you, you're laughing. You're, you, you're releasing, what's it, serotonin in the body. And I tell you what, it's phenomenal, phenomenal. So this evening as we come to give, would you, would you smile a bit? <laughs> you know, do something. Get the serotonin flowing in your body and whatever else flowing. Amen. Father, I thank you tonight. What a privilege. What an honor. Just being in your presence, sensing your presence. We give you the praise and the glory. And tonight, thank you for your hand upon every person in Jesus' name. Amen. Here's the news clip. Let's go ahead and play that. All right. family and welcome to another week at church so glad that you are here with us today 
If your kids are between the ages of 3 and 8 years old, then we are here to relieve you from the holiday stress. We are running a holiday club for the first two weeks of the school holidays from Tuesday the 18th of June to Friday the 28th of June. The cost is 300 Rand per week and this cost includes lunch. All proceeds are going towards the building fund. We have a program that will keep your kids entertained from the time they arrive till the time they go home. Bookings are essential and are on a first-come, first-served basis. Please contact Charmaine Stevenson for more information on 031 242-5000. James 5.14 says, The fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much, calling all our prayer warriors to join us for the intercession camp taking place from the 21st to the 22nd of June at Chapel Estate. For more info, please stop by the Connect Hub. Find your purpose. Know your value and find your place. This is the theme for our Grow Blended Youth Camp that will be taking place from the 28th to the 30th of June. Parents, bookings are now open for your teens and the all-inclusive cost is 650 Rand. Please visit one of our blended representatives in the foyer. Thank you for choosing DCC as your home. To stay up to date with us, please like us and follow us on all our social media platforms. All right, praise the Lord. Amen. Now, tonight we're going to continue with what we started this morning, and uh, there is this sermon outline that's found in the church app, and um, so you can follow in with that. But before we do that, we've got to do some very important things, all right? It's the first Sunday of the month, and we did it this morning. So I want all the birthday people that, whose birthdays are in June, would you stand up this morning? Uh, the, the, tonight, what are we, night or morning? Would you stand up tonight, all the birthday people? Go ahead and stand up. And then also, we want all the people whose wedding anniversary falls in the month of June. If your wedding anniversary is in June, would you also stand up as well? Any, any wedding anniversaries tonight? All right, let's give them all a big round of applause. Remain standing. Remain standing. Would you stretch your hands out towards them tonight? Come on, let's believe God and trust God tonight. Lord, I want to thank you for all of these very, very special people. And we declare that they were born for such a time as this, that God, they're not going to spin their wheels, so to speak, and waste their time and, and get distracted and pulled this way and that way. We speak the sovereign will of God in every person standing here, in every person's life. And I want to thank you that you will strengthen them, God, that, Lord, this will be an extra super special month as you bestow your blessing, your blessing of grace and mercy. I want to thank you, Lord, for impartation. I want to thank you that you will cause them to walk in the fullness of what you have for them in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. And on behalf of all of us here, we want to wish all of you a very, very, a very, very happy birthday. Amen. Give them one more round of applause tonight, okay? Also, to remind you that this is our first day of praying and fasting. We got, we're setting ourselves one week uh, to pray and fast. So every night, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night, Friday night, 7 o'clock, we're going to gather here for a time of prayer, all right, and 
uh, Monday through to Wednesday. The satellites, campuses will get there, will meet there, but on Friday we'll get everybody together and have a combined service. And I'm trusting God for something to happen on Friday. I'm really believing God. And I said it this morning uh, that I want, if you, if you don't have a job or you do have a job and you're trusting God for another job, I want you to get your CV Bring your CV. If you don't know how to write a CV, you can talk to uh, Joy Kistnasami. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. But anyways, she's brilliant with regards to putting a CV together. And maybe we need to have you back to do another one of those sessions, Joy, because you're really great, brilliant, phenomenal. But anyways, bring your CVs Friday night. Also, if you've got some contracts, some, some uh, deals that are about to be signed, but it's not done, I need you to bring those. If you're trying to sell your house or trying to sell a car or trying to sell your wife, bring the <laughs> contract. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but bring, bring, bring those pieces of paper and work. And also, if you, um, you know, you got a bill from somewhere, you get some, uh, bring your unexpected bills. You didn't, you didn't plan for this bill to come, but it just, it just came. It just came, right? And you don't have the money. Bring those bills as well. We're trusting God for the finances to settle all those bills that you have. We're going to do that on Friday night, all right? And um, the beginning of the year, we chose the word limitless because that's our theme, right? Uh, and so the beginning of the year, we did one week and we, ch we chose L-I-M. Now it's I-T-L. And whether you're in the IT business or not, doesn't really matter because it's I-T-L is what we're going to be praying for this week. I is about our imagination, all right? And you have a God-given imagination. And we can envisage the visions of God, the dreams of God for our lives, amen? And your imagination, if you're sanctified, it means your imagination is sanctified. That doesn't mean to say that the devil won't throw some stuff in there, but like I said this morning, when those bad things come in, what do you say? Footsack. Get out of here. Uh, I, I, you, this is not a place for you to come and rent. This is not a trash bin. I'm going to envisage and imagine the things of God. With our faith, we can paint on the canvas of our imagination. A good example of that is found in Genesis 11:6, when the people try to build a tower. They were away from God. They were rebelling against God. They had the wrong spirit and the wrong heart. And God said, listen, it caught God's attention. He said, we better go down there because nothing that they have imagined to do will not be possible for them. It will be, and, and they were going to build it. So imagine, if that's for wickedness and with an evil heart, how much more, if your heart is right and you're serving God, are we able to envisage and use our imagination? And so if you're not married, you need to imagine, imagine, picture, right? If you've never been overseas, you need to imagine, because you've got your your bag, and you're going on the plane, right? Imagine yourself. Imagine getting on that plane. What kind of a plane is it, pastor? Oh, I don't know. Emirates. Definitely not Air Egypt or something like that, but definitely Emirates, amen? And then imagine, where are you going to sit in the plane? Hmm? First class. There, I like that, amen. So you use your imagination. Use, get the Word of God on the inside of your heart. And then with your faith, you begin to paint on the canvas of your imagination. It's phenomenal, the power of you. And listen, before we ever had the iPhone, where was the iPhone? 
in Steve Jobs' imagination, right? Before Enzo Ferrari, is that his name, the guy that did it? What did he, where did he have it? Here. I think he was driving a tractor, but anyways, that's beside the point. He imagined it in here, right? There is tremendous power in what you envisage. Don't let the devil use this as a playground to, you know, for wickedness and impurity and blah, 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 blah. Use it for the, with the Word and paint the dreams and visions that God has for your life. We, so we're going to do that. That's the I. The T is for thinking. Some of us, we still have stinking thinking. How many of you would say, there's a couple of my thinking that needs to get renewed and, amen, that's all of us. We're all of us, all of us. So we're going to talk about how that our thinking has to change. And then the L, we're going to pray about God's love, embracing God's love and then loving others as ourselves, amen. So that's this coming week. All right, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to 2 Kings chapter 6, uh, verse 1. I began this, this morning. I'm going to probably do this for another two weeks maybe, and we're going to just look at this, and there's a whole set of new notes for you to download uh, from the app. All you've got to do is follow us with us on the screen. Words that are missing, you type them in. Little blue boxes, if you click on those, they get bigger, all right? And then you can type in any additional info, anything else that I haven't said that you feel God saying to you. That would be lovely. And then at the end of the sermon, at the end of the notes, just email the notes back to yourself so that you can have it. Ah, we want you to have these notes. We want you to go over the scriptures, go over stuff, and, 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 you know, meditate on it. Get it into your spirit, man. It's no use it being here. Being here just makes you highly intellectual. And then you start speaking like this, and you know, you, you know you, you've got a lot of facts, and yes, you know. <laughs> it's got to go from here to here. I've got nothing against education. You know that, right? But you've got to get the information from here to here, all right? And so that's why we give you those notes. Can you say praise the Lord? All right. Uh, what are we in? Second Kings chapter 6, verse 1. And the sons of the prophets said to Elisha, See now. Bump your neighbor and tell them, See now. The place where we dwell with you is too small for us. This morning I spoke about how God is the God of increase. And right there. I mean, he's got a, he's got a school of prophets. Elisha's just taken over from Elijah. And he's got a school of prophets, and the thing is growing, the thing is prospering, the business is growing. We've got to make room to expand. Hallelujah. Verse 2. All right, please let us go to the Jordan and let every man, whenever you see Jordan or a river, whatever that river is, I want you to understand, think about flow. When you see river, what do you think about? When you see river, what do you think about? Flow. Not the flow of the river, but the flow of the Spirit the moving of God. So let us go to the Jordan and let every man, every man, every single person, all right, take a beam from there and let's make the replace there that we made well. So he said, go. Verse 3, and he said, please, Elisha, won't you come with us? Please consent to come with, our, with your service. And Elisha said, okay, if you insist, uh, I'll come. All right, verse 4, and so he went with them, came to the Jordan, and they begin to cut down trees. Verse 5, and but as one was cutting down, the iron exit fell into the water, and he cried and said, last master, for it was borrowed. Wow, right there. 
I mean, we could just stop, everybody go home, that's it, we've done our best, we've come thus far, and obviously God has no more in store for us. But this morning I said it's not over until God says it's over. Even the very thing that you need to make that business grow, if you don't have that, if that's missing, it's not over until God says it's over. The very person that's your right-hand man who has left you and you were depending and counting on him or her, let me tell you, it's not over until God says it's over. Can I get a better amen? The man of God said, where did it fall? Here is where it fell. He cut off a stick, threw it in there, and a miracle took place. Hallelujah. It's impossible in the natural for iron to float on water. Furthermore, where is this accent? Anybody ever dive in a river? You can't see with in front of us. It's like, it's all you can see. Now you're gonna find this accent. So it was an impossible, it was beyond impossible. It was a supernatural miracle to locate the accent and for that thing to float and for that thing to, was a winner. I'm not coming to you. I'm not getting wet. You come to me. Pick it up. Here we go. That's a miracle. I said, that's a miracle. God operates in miracles. We still believe in signs, wonders, and miracles. Can you say amen? Verse 7, and he said, pick it up for yourself. Pick it up for, you know, the days where you're going to rely on somebody to pray for you, to encourage you, for somebody to give your word here, and somebody to lay a hand there, and somebody to pour oil on your head. If there's nobody around, grab a bottle of oil and anoint yourself. No hand, grab your hand, put it on your forehead. In the name of Jesus, with this other hand, catch yourself from falling. I mean, listen, you forget about relying on other people, and I need the, it's up to you. Pick it up for yourself. If you want that business to continue, if you want that marriage to continue, forget about going to, I don't know, whoever. You gotta do it yourself. Can, can I get an amen? All right. That's not what I'm going to preach about tonight. But anyways, it's just the beginnings. Can you say amen? amen. All right. So let's have a look now uh, at our notes. And we're going to, I've got to just find where I am here in the moment. I'm just a little bit lost. But I'll soon be found. All right. I'll soon be found. Okay. So the first thing that I want to talk about is that in verse 1, it says there, see now the place where we dwell with you is too small. Everybody say, see now. Say it again, see now. See now is actually an expression of the faith of these young prophets. They are vocalizing their faith. They've been taught faith by their teacher, Elisha, who was taught by Elijah. Elijah is taken up in a chariot. Elisha sees him going. And there's a group of young prophets, and there's a school of ministry there, and and, and Elisha is imparting to them, and now they are vocalizing their faith. Hallelujah. And I want to say to you this evening in your notes that faith has the unique ability of expressing itself. Okay? So that's why, you may, maybe you've heard me say this before, there's no such thing as silent faith. Faith is given to express. Faith is what? so that you can express. That's how Jesus picked up on where people's faith was. And secondly, for faith to work, it must be vocalized. You cannot internalize faith. You, can, you begin by internalizing faith. But if you want to get your faith to work for you and see the mighty things that God 
wants to do in your life. You got to get the faith that's here, not the faith that's here. The faith that's here has now got to be vocalized. It's got to be expressed. So they say, see now, the place where we dwell with you is too small. So what are the benefits of vocalizing my faith? Pastor, you're talking about expressing and vocalizing. What are the benefits? Okay, the benefits of vocalizing your faith of this. Number one, it will always ring true in your spirit when you vocalize your faith. See, if, I'm, if I vocalize my faith, it might give you goosebumps. It might encourage you. It might tickle you a little bit here. But there's nothing that will ring true with your spirit when you vocalize your faith. Your ears and your heart and all of you is hearing you vocalize your faith, and that will always ring true with your spirit. And when your spirit is ringing true with whatever you said, you become unstoppable. There's nothing that you will not be able to accomplish. Can I get a better amen? Number two, what's the benefits of vocalizing my faith? Faith is given for one thing, to point you and others to Jesus. It's the point of boasting about, you know, you've got three cars and five houses and 12 pairs of shoes, and Jesus isn't glorified in all of that. So faith, the real faith of God, will always point you and others to Jesus. Number three, what's the benefits of vocalizing my faith? It will always cause boldness and courage to rise within you. So that's why when, when things are going bad, I mean, is there anybody here that's, you know, you've had a challenging month, a challenging week, huh? Is there anybody else? This group here looks very super hyper-spiritual. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But if you know, if you're in the real world, there's going to be things that are coming out against you that will sap you from your boldness and, and instead of courage will bring discouragement, instead of boldness will bring like fear, all kinds of stuff, right? And so who's going to help you? You're going to have to help yourself. How do I do that, pastor? Vocalizing your faith. When you vocalize your faith, something rings true in your spirit. It always will point you to Jesus. Get your eyes off the problem. Get your eyes off all the he said, she said, we said, blah, blah, blah. Get your eyes on Jesus. And then when you vocalize your faith, it's going to bring boldness on the inside of you and courage. Hallelujah. Number four, what, why else do we vocalize our faith? Because it will always, always reveal the many opportunities that exist in God. Sometimes the natural eye cannot see the opportunity, but with the eyes of our faith, we can look beyond the natural, and we can see the opportunities. This morning, while we were doing the offering, I was praying, and I, I said, you know what? Some of you, God's going to give you some, some concept, some idea, that even before it reaches the shores of this country, you would know the whole mechanics, the whole, and you would be the one that introduced it into this country. Come on, why not? Faith will always reveal the many opportunities that exist in God. And let me tell you, there are many opportunities. We just don't see them because we're bogged down with what he said and all of this and the rand and the economy and the government and this one and that one. And we, we, and we lose sight. We actually, you know, are at a disadvantage. But the more we vocalize the, our faith, 
the more in tune with God and the many opportunities that exist. Jesus said, in my Father's house are many, what? Mansions. I know we normally use that in a funeral to say, oh, when I get to heaven, I'm going to have a wonderful mansion. And that might be true, and I'm happy for you, and please be happy for me as well. But what about down here on earth? If you look at that word mansion, it actually means options. In my Father's house are many options. Options. That's the real difference between rich people and poor people. Rich people have more options. Poor people don't really have many options. Can I get an amen in this place? So when you vocalize your faith, you begin to see the many opportunities. And you won't have to go to New Zealand and do the... <laughs> you can stay right here in South and Durban, the place where the sun never goes down. The kingdom of the Zulus. There is many opportunities. Hallelujah. Come on. I'm telling you now. Number five, what else? The benefits of your faith. It will always allow your mountains that you are facing to hear your voice. Sometimes those mountains just won't go away. You know why? They haven't heard your voice yet. You need to speak to that mountain. Don't call your mother-in-law or your next-door neighbor or the pastor. You need to tell that mountain, hey, what are you doing here still standing in front of me in the name of Jesus? Tell that thing to. There you get it. You got it. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on, I want to tell you, we're living in a very real world. Everybody, you know, everybody has an opinion. Did, have you discovered that? Well, I think this. Oh, great. Well, I think that. Wonderful. Well, I think this. Well, I think this. I, and I get it. Everybody has an opinion. But you know what? I don't really need to hear your opinion. I don't really need to fill my mind with more, like, opinions. And especially if it's contrary the word and contrary to, I, 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 I don't want to hear, don't, 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 you're doing this, do this. You're doing this, do, do this. <laughs> Can you say amen? That's right. There's so many opinions out there and all those opinions, what they do is they pollute your spirit, man, and you're not able to see the, you can't vocalize your faith because now I'm vocalizing somebody else's opinions. I'm so you know, caught up with what he said and she said and they said and we said and we went and we came. Blah, 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 blah. No, that's not what it's about. Part of my job is to try and get faith on the inside of you. Like I said before, I feel like I'm a Joshua. J for Joshua, right? To get you across the Jordan and into your land that flows with milk and honey. That land that flows with milk and honey is what the vision is, reaping everything that Jesus has accomplished for the glory of God. So I'm going to try my best, and I do my best to get faith, but there's times when I can't get to you, and you have to speak to yourself. You have to get the Word yourself. You have to fill your heart yourself with the Word of God. Can you say amen? amen. Romans 10 says this, but what does it say, verse 8? The Word is near you. And some of you, it's sitting right by your seats. You're holding it. Maybe your husband has it. Your wife has it. Some of you, maybe the, it's at home on the shelf. But it's near you. And then it's in your mouth. 
and in your heart, that is the word of faith that we preach, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth. Can you see the connection between mouth and heart? Mouth and heart. When you look at that, you begin to realize that your mouth actually is a speaker for the heart. Huh? That's a slide, by the way. Thank you, media people. Would you give them a round of applause tonight? <laughs> Praise God. Are we going to get that slide up? Like tonight? Would be any time would be good. Any time. Any time would be good. Maybe there's a clip. Oh, there you go. Praise God. So your mouth is basically a speaker for your heart. You didn't need a microphone. You see that? So uh, your mouth is basically a speaker for your heart. Verse 12. Look at verse 12 in that passage of Scripture. Powerful. It says there, for there is no distinction between Zulu, Koza, Venda, Sutu, Swana, Shang, Shiangan, not Shiangan, Shang. <laughs> Hallelujah. There's no distinction. That's what it says here. For the same Lord overall is what? No, no, no. You, you don't believe that. Is what? I can't hear you in this place is rich does that mean you absolutely is rich to all who call upon him hallelujah so when you look at verse 12 what does that tell you with our slides that faith will work for anyone anywhere anytime no matter what put that in your pipe and smoke it that you can take home that's a real winner I said, that's a real winner. Verse 15, if you look at that, it says there, and how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who vocalize their faith, who express their faith, who speak out, put a speaker to your heart, and who speak their faith who bring glad tidings of good things. In other words, verse 15 will tell you that your faith will always, always, always announce glad tidings of good things for your life. That's why you ought to vocalize your faith. When I'm on the plane and they want to give me a newspaper, I look at them and I say, is there any good news in here? Oh, no, I don't know. Well, then I don't want it. No good news. I don't want it. And I, it's a joke. But unless you're feeding yourself good news and getting faith on the inside of you, you're going to be the bearer of bad tidings. It's always going to be negative. It's always going to be on a downer. Can you say amen? So that's what it is. And then verse 18, if you look at that, it says, and what their sound has gone, their sound, what sound? The sound of faith. Do you know that your faith, when you vocalize it, every demon in hell knows, uh-oh, uh-oh, that's a faith person. You better watch out. Better bring more of your assassins, more of your demons, because this one is a difficult one. He's a faith person. I don't mind if you quiet and just clap your hands and 
Praise the Lord. Yes. Mm, hallelujah. God bless you. Wonderful. But just dare get a bit of hair on your teeth. Hallelujah. And start to operate in faith and lay hands and start to cast out that spirit of sickness that's on your child and rebuke that spirit of poverty in you. You, you, you become a threat to the devil. And the sound, the sound of your faith has gone forth, all right? So when you look at that, you begin to understand that uh, it's the sound of faith that is vocalized. If you look at Rahab, I was just looking at this the other day, and Rahab was, number one, a woman. So she's a grade B citizen. I mean, that's the Old Testament, all right? And she was not even a Jew. She was an outsider. And above it all, she was a lady of the night, a prostitute. And when the two spies came, what did she do? She, she obviously heard what was happening. They, they heard of the miracles and how God delivered them from Egypt and how God dealt with the two kings, Sihon and Og. And I, I mean, it was like real just devastation. And what did she do? Instead of, of agreeing with the rest of her culture and the rest of her tribe and the rest of her clan, she vocalized her faith and changed the course of her destiny just simply by vocalizing her faith. Hallelujah. So it says, instead of agreeing with everyone else, Rahab chose to vocalize her faith. Praise God. Can you say amen to that? I think it's quite amazing. When you look at that and you look at what she said, you can read that in, sec in, in Joshua chapter 2. But you've got to vocalize your faith. Amen. Hallelujah. So verse 1 says, see now. And that is expressing your faith, vocalizing your faith. But also, faith will cause you to see and hear the things that are in God. The, 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 to hear and see uh, that all of that's in God comes alive when you begin to see and hear. In other words, let me say it like this. Vocalizing your faith also gives birth to vision. People that don't vocalize their faith lack vision. But when you vocalize your faith and you express your faith, you are actually causing vision, all right? And without vision, you know, people perish. So it's important to have vision, vision for your life, vision for your business, vision for your marriage, amen? So verse 1 says, see now, and then they say, the place that we are in is too small. I looked up the word small, and it means cramped. There's another slide coming up. It means cramped. It means restricted. It means hampered. It means to tie up. It means to lock up. And that's exactly what the enemy loves to do to us. All right? Let me tell you, if you don't vocalize your faith, then what comes out is doubt and unbelief. And doubt and unbelief will cramp you and restrict you and hamper you and tie you up and lock you up. And all of that will keep you from dreaming big, praying big, Believing big, speaking big, trusting big. Hallelujah. Come on. God wants you to dream big. He wants you to speak big. Why? Because there is always more in God. There is always more. Would you look at somebody and tell them, there's always more in God. Hallelujah. So what does that mean? When you look at these guys, they refused to be restricted and hampered by what was happening in the natural 
And I want to encourage you, don't let life, don't let the situation, don't let what you're going through hamper you and restrict you, and now you start to think small. There is always more in God. This is what I want to say to you tonight before we close. This is the next slide. We are a great people who, because of great faith, will not be satisfied with small vision. Now, family, you can take that slide home, and I want you to think about that. Pray over that. Let that get into your spirit. We're not saying that we're great because, oh, look how wonderful I am, and, you know, standing there arrogant and full of haughtiness and, and, and pride. No, we're, it's a declaration. We are great because of great faith and a great God that we serve. Our God is not comparable to other gods. Did you know that? I said, our God is not comparable to, he's not on the same level. He is God all by himself. Hallelujah. So what makes you and I great is that we have a great God, and we have great faith. And great faith tells you, I will not be satisfied with small vision, with small dreaming, with small business transactions. You've got to think big. Bump your neighbor and say, excuse me, just make room, make room, make room for my faith. Make room for my faith. Hallelujah. Can you say praise the Lord? That's how we got to think. Why? Because there's always more in God. And this morning I, I showed you how it is that the kingdom is an, is an ever-increasing kingdom. It is always, always, and only ever-increasing. The kingdom is always, always, and only ever increasing. The kingdom's not going back. And then there's four people left holding on. Jesus is about to come any day. And there's only us four and no more. Oh, Lord Jesus. Look at this. Four of us left. I'm holding on for dear life. Jesus, by the skin of my teeth. If you don't come now, I'm going to backslide. Hold me back, somebody. I'm I'm going to backslide right now. Oh, Jesus, I'm going to backslide right now. <laughs> That's not the church that Jesus is coming back for. We're barely holding on. I don't know who the Antichrist is, but I'm really scared. I've got my 300 baked beans, you know, in, and I've got my torches and all my flashlights for my, my storage underground. Hey, if a bomb goes off and a nuclear bomb, what's the worst that can happen? You die, yes, good, well done, but you wake up where? I'd rather be with him than in some bunker eating baked beans. Want some baked beans? <laughs> Hallelujah. So his kingdom is an ever-increasing kingdom. Everything about God is growing. Hallelujah. Amen. And we grow in our dreams. We grow in our faith. We are challenged to live with a great vision, praise God, that demands great faith, a faith that reaches forward, a faith that stretches into the new. Some of you, it's time for your faith to go into the new. Bump your name as a neighbor. It's time for your faith to go into the new. That's what I feel like this, this evening. Some of you, your faith is going to go into new territory, new experiences, new 
new, new heights with God, new walks with God, new avenues with God. Come on, serving God is not the same old, same old, same old. It's an adventure. But we don't get in that place because our faith is cramped and we don't vocalize our faith. And I'm saying what he's saying and he's saying what I'm saying and we're all saying what we're all saying and, and, and everything's bad and everything's dark and everything's blah, blah, blah. No, you've got to vocalize your faith. Hallelujah. You've got to get your faith to speak for you and say, faith, we're going to do some traveling. We're going to be, we're, I'm putting my hiking boots on. There might be some mountains that I'm ready for. I got my rope. I got my... My pick, whatever you use, I don't know what you use. Maybe bring some dynamite to bring that mountain down in Jesus' name. Can you say praise the Lord? Let's all stand up tonight in this place. Amen. Praise the Lord. Bump your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's not over until God says it's over. If you're wondering what that symbol is there, it's not, we're not trying to introduce a new hieroglyphic slang. It's actually a semicolon. And a semicolon in a sentence will tell you that actually the sentence is not over. It's just a semicolon. So take a pause, take a breath, because why? The rest of the sentences are going to continue. And that's what I want to prophesy over you. There might be a slight delay, a slight pause a slight hiccup, but I'm here to tell you it's just a semicolon. Your story will continue. Your moving in God is going to continue. That business is going to continue. Come on, whatever it is, that marriage, there might be a slight hiccup, but it's a semicolon. Take a breath. Hallelujah. Realign yourself. Vocalize your faith and say, come on, sweetheart. Come on, husband. We're going to move in this marriage. We've come too far for you to go one way and me to go another way. I'm too old now, and the young girls won't look at me, and the young guys won't look at you. So we may as well stick it out together and see it right to the very end. Can you say praise the Lord? Amen. Let's join hands right across the aisle. I feel good in this place tonight. You feel good in this place? So, Father, we want to thank you for your goodness. I want to thank you for the word that's come tonight. May the people of God be inspired. Lord, I prophesy over every house, every family, the bigness of God. Let them from tonight, when they put their heads down to sleep, let them dream big, God. Let them dream big, God. We refuse to be intimidated and to back backtrack and, and, to, and to go down. We refuse to be cramped and hampered and tied and restricted by the words of people, by the opinions of people, God. We are a great people because of a great God and we have a great faith and we refuse to have small thinking, small praying, small faith, and small vision. And tonight, I pray, let this word grow, let it multiply, let it flourish in every person. Tonight, in Jesus' name, you are blessed. Give the Lord a praise offering. Amen. <laughs>